Plantation SDA Church presents The Bible Unmasked. Read your Bible daily and join us every Sunday at 7.30 p.m. for our weekly discussion. From Genesis to Revelation, let's read the Bible in themes with Season 2 of The Bible Unmasked. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Bible Unmasked. We are so glad that our viewers again that you have joined us. I'm Elizabeth. This is Dexter. And we have a special guest with us today. Welcome, Vicki. Um, thank you for having me here. I'm very privileged to be with you. Yes, thank you. And we will be um, learning more about her as we go along and um Dexter, I don't know if you want to give a little more introduction for about her. And oh yeah, this is um, like like Sister Montaf. She has been a prayer warrior at, at our church. She used to be in charge of children's ministry, and Liz, that's one of our recent passions. So, um, Vicky, you need to mentor us in that. Um, and just a woman of remarkable resolve. She's had, and she will share a bit more. She's had a lot of painful life-shattering, life-altering loss um, from a son to a mother to a brother to a daughter going through um, um, illness. Oof. And I, I mean, all of us want to know, how are you making it? I, I think that's the essence of this series. How are you making it, this episode? So we are studying now Lamentations. And as you know, we've been, this is season two now, and we've been going through the Bible in a, in a different way through themes. So looking at what are the real practical tips that we can get from each, um, each, each of the books of the Bible. And we're in Lamentations right now. So can you tell us a little bit, Dexter, um, give us our viewers an idea more about the book of Lamentations? Yeah, so the Lamentation was written by the prophet Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. This was Mr. Cry. Um, and he wrote it because after Jerusalem was devastated by the Babylonians. Mm. So this is his lament. This is his, his prayer of, his prayer of um, heartbreak and desolation. But the theme I chose though, because in the midst of the book, you have these amazing promises. His mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. And I'm reading this book, I'm like, whoa, could we find strength to face grief? That's the theme I chose for the book of Lamentation. Could we find strength to face grief in the book of Lamentation? So I read the book looking for what are some concepts, passages, um, ideas on how to handle, how to work through loss and devastation from the book of Lamentation. And let me tell you, I prayed and I couldn't find nobody else but Miss Vicky Montaf. And I, to be honest, um, Sister Vicky, I was, I was really, I prayed and I texted you. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work. <laughs> and you responded in the positive. I'm like, God, you did this. So I'm grateful again for your presence. Right. Okay. So before we get into our, our scripture and our and our reading and questions, let's have a word of prayer. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you again that we can come together, that we can share from your word and also share what you are doing in our lives through your word and, um, and the many uh, messages of love and grace that we receive from you. And I just pray a special blessing on this discussion right now. Um, on um, may you anoint our lips that we would speak your truth and be a, 
a testimony of your goodness and love. We thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So let's get into our first text. We're going to be looking at Lamentations chapter 1, verse 1. And it reads, Jerusalem, once so full of people, is now deserted. She who was once great among the nations now sits alone like a widow. Once the queen of all the earth, she is now a slave. So we gather our tip here is a system of support. And our question is, do you have a, I'm going to ask Dexter, where are you getting actually that tip for a system of support? Where are you gathering that from? Because it was desolate. It was lonely. So okay. I kind of looked at the opposite. If it's lonely, if it's de desolate, mm -hmm. you know, um, it, Jeremiah to me is sending a message mm -hmm. that this is not where you want to be if you have loss and you're grieving. Okay, that makes sense. Good. So our question here is, do you have a caring community that would hear you into healing when you're hurting? Wow. Wow, well, that's great. The ball is in your court. Oh, yes, yes, I do, I do. Uh, first of all, I like to go into the word of God. That's my first support because I ask God answers and I expect him to answer me through the Bible, through the scripture, but I also have my friends, my church family. I always look for believers to advise me, to counsel me, to support me because if an unbeliever doesn't have the same values. Right. So I always think that if I'm going to need support, some resource to gain strength, I need to go to a believer, one that believes the same thing that I do. So, so give, give me a practical experience. So uh, let's use your son passing. Okay. Um, and that is such an abnormal occurrence because mm -hmm. as a parent, you're so much older, you expect to go first. Yes, definitely, yeah. definitely. How did, how were you supported by your community from church? Who did you call? Who called you to talk about? How well, that was overwhelming. I did not expect that. Um, the church family started calling me. Some came to visit me. The prayer groups were praying. Even my neighbors came over and, and brought me food and brought me uh, a lot of things that, that I needed. And I didn't even was thinking about it because of the situation. So it was incredible, the overwhelming support that I found, not only from my family, not only from the church, not only from friends, but from neighbors as well. Wow. But did any particular support stand out more? I mean, not that you don't appreciate all of it, mm -hmm. but did one particular experience of somebody coming to support you resonate with you more than more than the others? Did it catch you at a vulnerable time where you're like, God, you sent this person at the right time? Well, yes, there was um, there was a struggle in my family, uh, my, my children and my grandchildren. Why? Why? Because my son has just turned to God. He was looking for God. He was searching for God after a long time that he had gone astray. And so why at that moment, why at that precise moment did he have to go? If he was searching, if he was looking for God. And I had all these questions. I didn't know how to answer my family because they're not believers, most of them. So um, this, there was a part of the prayer group, a couple of ladies, um, Diane and uh, Dion and, and Diane that came over to my house. And they were so supported when they told me, 
Vicky, God is not in the business of letting children die and the parents stay uh, saved. He has to make a way because he has promised you that God will, if you believe, he will save you and your family. So just trust in that promise. And that gave me so much faith and wow. so much strength. Wow, Sister Vicky, I think you're preaching. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's powerful. You know, but I wanna, I wanna just interject here because this is why, based on what I know about you, you are pretty involved. You, you're extremely loving and you're very generous. And I think, and I'm, I wanna be cautious here now, but I think you kind of got what you have given. The support you've been given in a lot of ways have is because you've been a support to so many other people. Now, it's, it's not a tit for tat. That's what I'm trying to say. But I'm saying, look, all of us would have need at some point. So please, please. A lot of times, like if you leave a community, you say to yourself, well, nobody's going to miss me. But but some of, some, of the, some of the reasons for that is not because they don't care for you, but it's because you have not made yourself available to care for them. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I want to put a plug in there be there for people when they're going through stuff because in that way they're going to find you too and that has nothing to do with tit for tat but it has to do with creating a system where you support one another does that make sense specifically yes yes definitely it does okay let's go on now to number two um reading from chapter three verse 18 of lamentations I cry, I cry out, my splendor is gone. Everything I had hoped for from the Lord is lost. So our tip here is be careful with yourself, with your self-assessment when grieving. Mm. Did this question resonate with you in any way? Yes, it does. Um, when I'm at my lowest, um, I tend to discover my weaknesses. <laughs> And, and my total dependence on God, because right now through what I went through, um, there was a point where I felt lonely, abandoned. I felt unworthy. I felt, you name it, I felt everything. And um, I, I turned to God and I said, God, why? Why am I feeling like that? If I'm praying, I'm a child of God. I need you. What's going on? So um, we really have to be careful because when we feel like this, sometimes it's the enemy attacking um, with his lies in our minds. So at that, I call it a turning point. When I, when I discovered that, um, I turned to the Bible and I start deeping really, really deep into the, into the Bible. I dig really deep and I start praying more. And at this point, God starts strengthening me. And, and, and I discover my identity in Christ and I'm able to counterattack the enemy when he, when he, when he tries to, to put these feelings and these things in my mind. And during this time of despair, during these past two years, especially the last months, that's what happened. He was trying to attack me and making me feel so unworthy and lonely and abandoned. And I kept struggling and pressing on into God and he gave me victory. And I think that's the difference between a believer and an unbeliever, because the believer grieves with hope, but the unbeliever grieves with despair. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's really good to have the word of God filling your mind and giving you fresh perspective, because I, I yes. think that 
Satan sows seeds when us, when us, in, in softened soils. I'm just trying to yes. use my alliteration. What I'm saying <laughs> is, when you're vulnerable, the enemy gives you ugly, evil suggestions. So it's really important. Not only, you know, there's a, there's a, um, a theory that says, do not make major decisions in grief. Like, don't try to, like, if you just, you know, lost a husband, don't try to rush and get remarried. Mm-hmm. Or don't try to go and buy a new house. Be mm-hmm. careful about major decisions when you're grieving. But I take that theory to another level. And I say, be careful what you, the conclusions you come to about God, yourself, and life nice. when you're grieving. Because you're in a low place. Don't, don't, don't let the enemy fill your mind with lies. And you, you nailed it, Sister Vicky. You nailed it. <laughs> because you're like, look, mm-hmm. a better resource than these negative thoughts in my head. Mm-hmm. And that resource is thus says the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, definitely. Okay, let's um, mm-hmm. on to number three now, which is also in Lamentations chapter three, verse 22. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. So mm-hmm. our theme and what we can grasp from this is your pillars and rocks. When mm-hmm. you're experiencing loss, what are the stable areas in your life that has kept you grounded? Well, at that point, um, I think my memories of the faithfulness of God, because that is what keeps me grounded every time. Um, I remember that since childhood, God was there for me, and I didn't know Jesus at that time. But when I did become a Christian, and I look back at my life and my journey through through life, I can see God's hand in everything. So um, for me, all those memories where God has pulled me through is what keeps me grounded. Do you have a particular experience, though? Like, for instance, any one of the the, the terrible losses you face, either your mom. Well, yes, I could I could give my testimony. I mean, I have so many testimonies since childhood all the way up to now. I think God has given me every single day something to be thankful for. But the most recent one was the death of my mom and, and, and my son. And um, during the times um, of that griefing, well, two years ago, my mother was diagnosed with um, failure of the heart and of the kidneys. She only had 17% of the kidney that was functioning. And my son had a blood infection that was consuming him. So it was really, 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 really tough. And um, I felt, like I said before, unworthy to be able to help them because I was sick also. And I couldn't get up most of the time from my bed. And I just said, God, you can pull me through. You have done this so many times. You can do it again for me because I want to help them, but I can't. They're sick, but I'm sick too. I couldn't even move sometimes out of my bed because I had so much pain in my body that I couldn't. I I was in therapy. Um, I broke one of my ligaments and I had to be on a boot for a lot of months. So I felt impotent. I felt that, that I couldn't do anything for them. And at the same time, I was feeling so abandoned by God. And I said, God, help me. You pulled me through so many times. Why can't you do it this time again? And he did. Wow. By, by physically healing you so you're able to, mm-hmm. to assist and, and make a difference where you could. 
yes, yes. Yeah. That was the point where I started studying the Bible more deeper. I felt like a thirst to pray and to study the Bible, that it was unbelievable. I, I could not do anything else but that. And I was in bed. I couldn't move, but that's, I felt that thirst. I felt that need. And that was what pulled me through. Wow. You know, um, I like calling this God's resume. When we look at, you know, like when you're going for a job, they, they want your experiences. And the experiences basically says, I am writing these experiences to show you, Mr. Employer, that I can do this job. I'm going to crush it, right? Mm -hmm. God has a resume. Yeah. He has a resume of major victories that he has pulled off on yes. our behalf. Mm -hmm. and, and what God wants is for you to, when you're going through those difficult, dark, um, depressing patches, God wants you to, hey, see if you can even take five minutes, mm -hmm. <laughs> look back at how I've rescued you. I love what you've done. You're like, man, he pulled me off of a sick bed so I can minister to the sick. I know I can trust him in other things. Yes. yes. And if, if I can say something else, um, I remember that during that time, my mother was in home hospice, so she was at home. And the doctors came to the house, the nurses came to the house, the aides came to the house. And when they saw me that I was in bed, but I had my Bible all the time, all the time, all the time. And sometimes I went to the living room and I sat in the living room or in my table, my kitchen table, and I had the Bible in my, they started asking questions. And I was able to minister to them because they asked me questions because of what they saw. So God used all this with a purpose. Come on. <laughs> wow. Wow. Praise God. But let, let me let me just switch to Liz a little bit here, um, Vicky. Because mm -hmm. Liz, Liz had a, a really a nasty loss also. Mm -hmm. um, and all of it is bad. Her um her dad passed. It's just coming on coming up to five years oh, wow. just now. But, oh, I'm but so sorry. you know, but let me tell you, Grace, he he was able to walk her down the aisle, mm -hmm. um, you know, 11 and a half months earlier, almost one year earlier. Wow. Um, and it was hard because he never got to see his granddaughter, which was mm -hmm. one, one year. Almost oh, my gosh. After. In fact, yeah. her, her birthday, a projected, when it say that but Judy that's the word <laughs> was, was the day he passed the year earlier um does any of this resonate with you since you have had this experience to wrestle with um well I really am I'm listening to Vicky here and I'm, <laughs> I'm just like wow I could learn so much <laughs> for experience too but yes um like you said you're um, your strength comes from God, mm -hmm. you know, yep. that it, it, it's, it's kind of hard almost to put it in words, but just that, um, as you are spending that time with him, it, it it's it, somehow he transcends everything and gets into the deep parts of you and helps to see you through it wow. mm -hmm. um, that, you know, because he's the one who knows you. Um, yes. Like no other person does. So he knows how to help you through it. Um, but I think too, also like um, with my dad passing, I, I did feel very grateful and blessed that, you know, he had met Dexter and, you know, we had some time together and, um, you know, I, I think God knew that 
I would need to have that support too, which I got through Dexter, um, having that um, there where if I was by myself, I don't know, that might've been different. You know, I probably would have gotten through it also, but um, so God does know the different people that, and the words that need to be spoken to you to get you through that. So you're, you're, amen, you're, amen, yes. you're, you're saying I'm actually good for something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank, you, thank you. I have been affirmed. Uh, but um, Sister Vicky, what I also loved about what you shared is not only do we need to rely on God or call on God or seek God uh, in our times of grief, but you've been very practical in terms of showing us how to do that. You grab his word. Mm-hmm. You grab his word. But the second thing I got from your, your sharing is you were real and authentic. You didn't pull any punches because you didn't spare any punches. And God could take it. You're like, God, you abandoned me. Uh-huh. You, know, you straight up, you straight up told God and God could handle it. And he showed you, you know, uh, Vicky, I know how you feel, but let me show you something else. And, and you know, he's, he's done awesome things. Mm-hmm. Yes. I usually reason a lot with him. Um, I know in the Bible somewhere, I don't remember now, but it says to reason with God. And so I made that very my own. And, and every time I, I'm in a conflict, I said, okay, God, let's sit down and reason. Because this cannot be passing in a, if I'm your child. You need to explain to me and reveal to me why it is happening so that I can move forward. So wow. I reason a lot with him. Wow. <laughs> okay. Let's go to number four now, which is Lamentations 3, 21, verse 21 to 24. Yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will hope in him. That's a good good couple of verses there to memorize, to yes. um, <clears throat> go over in your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's our tip from that is that positivity among, amid neg- negativity. Mm-hmm. How can you train yourself to be positive in a crisis? And um, I think for myself, it's helping to have you know, those Bible verses that you memorize and that you just repeat over and over. So when a negative thought comes, let's, okay, I'm going to say this verse and, you know, and it helps. How about you, Vicki? Well, I usually um, start looking into scriptures and um, looking at the teachings of Jesus mm-hmm. and practice them. Like in Ephesians 6, where it talks of the armor of God, I try to put on the armor of God daily so that whatever comes during the day, I will be prepared to overcome it by his teachings, whatever he teaches. Not always it's effective because sometimes, you know, the, 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 the flesh gets hold of it and, and you feel discouraged by something. But as much as I can, I try to put on that armor every morning in my devotional and I use Jesus as the model every time that I'm in a conflict that I don't know what to do. I say, God, what would you do? Help me here because on my own, I will be defeated. And that's how I, I get through. You are, you are, you are using some um, deep biblical spiritual concepts, but I, I find you use it in a very realistic and practical way. And I, I can see the prayer warrior in you stepping out right now <laughs> because you. Ephesians 6 talks about Jesus. Ephesians 6 talks about we wrestle not against flesh and blood, 
mm-hmm. against principalities, against the wicked rulers in high mm-hmm. places. And I, I think I think a lot of Christians don't understand that we are in spiritual warfare. Yes. There are unseen forces mm-hmm. that are constantly trying to stick evil suggestions in our minds, mm-hmm. stick evil suggestions in other people's minds to hurt us. But when you pray, mm-hmm. when you when you begin to beseech the presence and the power of our God, it knocks down the plans of those enemies. It, 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 yes. it crushes those suggestions, both in our heads and in mm-hmm. other people's heads. That's what Amen. spiritual warfare mm-hmm. is about. Yes. You know, and, yes. and I, I, I like, uh, like Sister Vicky said, you know, a lot of times it, it fails because sometimes we, we make the flesh stronger than the spirit. Mm-hmm. As long as we're recognizing that, mm-hmm. it gives us a path yes. to dependence on God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We keep pressing on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, let's go to our number five, our last point here. And we're looking at Lamentations chapter five, verse five. Those who pursue us are at our heels. We are exhausted but are given no rest. Mm-hmm. So the tip that we can gather from this is God's track record. Mm-hmm. And um, our question is, what testimony in your experience of God's deliverance do you point to, to remind yourself that he can be trusted even when we are at our lowest? Well, I remember, um, as I said before, that I was in a time when I was in bed that I couldn't, and I felt so impotent to help my family. I couldn't do anything. And um, I even couldn't get out of bed, so I wasn't able to even kneel to pray. And sometimes I didn't even, even have the strength to read the Bible at that point. And so I made a little box, and I put all my prayer requests in that, in that box, and all, all the promises that I wanted God to fulfill. And I put it right here in front of my chest when I went to sleep, the first minutes of sleep before I fell asleep. And I said, okay, God, I, I can't talk much. I don't have strength. I can't move much. So I lift up that little box and I said, God, here's the box. Here are all the petitions, all the requests that I have before you all my prayers and all the promises that I'm asking. So you take care of it because I don't have strength anymore. So you take care of it. And God did deliver me because a couple of days after that, he started giving me strength. I gained enough strength to get up, enough strength to pray, enough strength to keep on um, reading the Bible. And God delivered me from there on. I was not in bed anymore. Wow, 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 wow. So so that was a, a point of, wow, God, you helped me here. You responded. I just, I just want to offer my assistance. When you write that book on prayer, I am willing to help edit it. So just keep, keep that in mind. <laughs> okay, I will. So, you know, this this has been such a rich, I am I am feeling like, like, like Elizabeth. I am kind of awestruck and blown away at the power of God through Vicky Montaf. I, I love what Jesus looks like through you. You, you. you show his power, you show his attractiveness. You, you make me want to cling to him more than ever before. What, what's, what's, speak to our audience, somebody to, um, tonight, Sister Vicky, 
has suffered a loss, a spouse, a child, mm -hmm. um, a parent, a sibling. What would be your parting advice and wisdom to them as someone that has been in the pit of despair and, and disillusionment? Well, I would say to need not to lean on your own understanding or the circumstances that surround you. Just cling on to God's promises and he will pull you through. Hallelujah. Our, our next episode, wow. <laughs> our next episode is going to be episode 16 where we're going to be diving into the book of Hosea. And I'll be, I'll be um, actually speaking and interviewing with some of Sister Vicky's um, prayer-worrying colleagues. And the theme for Hosea is invitations to intimacy with God. Now, we know the story. You know, he's told to marry a prostitute. And you know what happens. She keeps messing up over and over. But, but Hosea was illustrating to Israel that, that God is the hound of heaven. He keeps running after us, even in our filth. And, 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 and so I'm looking through the book. And one of the things I was, I was discovering is there is so, there's a lot of language of, there's a lot of symbols of love and grace. And I was looking at the symbols of love and grace and I, and I asked myself, how do these, how do, what do these teach me about invitations that God is giving me to intimacy with him? So if you guys read Hosea and look for the invitations to intimacy that God is offering through the book and come back next week, same place, same time. And we, I mean, we're going to, we're going to just walk through the richness of this word. Amen. <laughs> Thank you again to all our viewers who are um, continuing to be blessed by this. We want to encourage you also to share this with your family and friends um, about the richness of God and his word. And so, again, you know, you are to find us here on our YouTube channel, PlantationSDA.TV. And we premiere every Sunday evening at 730. But, of course, you can watch it anytime during the week. And so thank you for joining us. And thank you also, Vicki. This has been a gift. And thank you. It's been an honor. <laughs> yes. And we would like to end now with a word of prayer. And um, I'm sure, Vicki, if you could pray for us, please. Sure. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity that you have given us to share the testimony, God, and, and all the things that our lamentation teaches us, God. Uh, through your word, God, we are able to get more strength every day. And I ask God that all those viewers that are listening, God, that they will be strengthened in you, that in the power of the Holy Spirit, you will reach out to each one of them, God, and that you that know what is troubling their minds and their hearts, that you will provide for them that strength, everything that you can be, through the number, through the name of Jesus Christ, in the Holy Spirit, I pray that you reach to them, God, and that you empower them with all the power that you can at this very moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. amen. Thank Bless you. God. Plantation SDA Church presents The Bible Unmasked. Read your Bible daily and join us every Sunday at 7.30 p.m. for our weekly discussion. From Genesis to Revelation, let's read the Bible in themes with Season 2 of The Bible Unmasked.